Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. One more question before the speed round. So this one, I feel like um, it's interesting to talk with you because, I mean, I would say you're Coach, would you say you're probably halfway through your your coaching career? I mean, you're or are you still feel like you're on the beginning part? Where where would you say you are? Assuming you do this for a long time. That's a great question. You know, um, for me, I told you it's it's exciting for me. And uh, having that team meeting last night, you know, and looking at those kids, uh, it, it's just it's exciting. The journey we're getting ready to, yeah. to get, and. Uh, I've always told myself when that feeling stops, yeah. when the feeling of walking up to this gym and it being special to me stops, that's kind of when I've told myself I probably need to stop doing it because I pour so much into this and I'm very fortunate. I have a wife that she gets it because she's played, she's coached it and everything else. So she understands how much as coaches we we pour into, you know, our teams and our universities and our athletic departments. And she lets me do my job, you know, and and it's you know, as we were getting ready for our meeting, you know, yesterday, um, we weren't meeting till nighttime and I'm at the office by one o'clock and she gets that. She understands that. that I'm That's awesome. Up for that. And, I, and so I'm, I'm very fortunate with that. So, you know, for me, I'm going to do this as long as I can until I, until I get tired of doing it, you know, and I, so I don't have a good answer for that. I think. It's well, OK, a- so let me tell you why I asked that, because the, the question of what would you do differently if you could start over in coaching is typically one that guys that are 30, 40 years into it, you know, they're kind of looking back now. But I do think with your experience and that interesting journey that you have that I'm really excited to hear the answer to this. So what would you do differently if you could go back and start over? So I'm I'm in year 19. Okay, I'll I'll tell you that first off is it's it's year 19 for me and year uh, I believe nine yeah nine as a head coach now, and uh, I just think for me when I when I look back at my path and my journey, uh, you know, and I told you about my wife and stuff and how fortunate I am uh, with her being able to do as much as I want to do and pour in the way I do. You know, I look back and there's not a thing I would change because I don't think I'd be where I'm at. I don't think that I'd be the type of coach I am without the unique journey I've been on. You know, and I think if I look back and I tried to change something, you know, would it lead me being at Angelo State? You know, and that, I told you that's where I want to be. And so yeah. for me, that's a hard question to want to change something. You know, I'm not the the son of a, a famous coach. You know, I didn't play for a big time coach. If you look at my resume, there's no you know, power five coaches on my resume. Uh, you know, I've had to work for what I've wanted. And, uh, you know, and that's why for me, I think that journey has also shaped me as a coach. And I think if I try to change something, then I'm maybe not shaped the way I want to be right now. And yeah, I'm comfortable in my skin. You know, I'm comfortable with the way I coach. I'm comfortable uh, with how I treat my players and the relationships I have with those kids. And, you know, to me, I, you know, I told you from the start, um, this is all about them. I mean, the players are the reason I'm here right now. And, and, you know, I want to be able to give back to them and I want, you know, I tell them all the time in 10 years, I'm hoping you're donating back to this program because you had such a great experience playing for us here. And that's a big thing for me. You know, I want them to have 
uh, championship experience playing for us. And to yeah. me, that's three and that's winning rings. Uh, you know, and and I'm hoping we can get to a stage where we're winning the ring, but I dang sure know we can get every player in our program graduated, you know. And so I just think when I look at this journey and I look at what I've done, uh, you know, it has been very unique. I don't think there's a lot of people that have a story like I do um, because I just I, I've, I've done it the hard way, you yeah. know. And one thing that's never changed, you know, I was at work at 705 this morning. And I'm I'm still here right now with you, you know, and and I'm always going to be that guy. I'm, I want to be the first one here. I want to be the last one to leave because I want to pour everything into this while I have the opportunity to do it. Yeah, because I also know 19 years ago when I started as a volunteer, I remember how grateful I was for that opportunity because I was smart enough. And I said this to understand the chance I had to be in college coaching. 19 years later, I still understand the opportunity I have and how important it is for me and that I'm going to give it everything I have every single day. You know, I owe it to Angelo State. Angelo State took a chance on me. You know, yeah. President Hall, James Reed uh, took a chance on me. And so, you know, why do I do it? It's for them. You know, yeah. it's, I, I want them to know, hey, I hired the right guy. I want them to know that I'm going to work my tail off for them. I'm going to work my tail off for my kids, you know, my players and make this experience as special as possible to them. And all roads for me wanted to lead to Angelo State, you know, and it's, I hope I'm here for 30 years, you know, I hope I'm here as long as they'll allow me to coach here, you know, I, I don't know, we'll see what this year looks like, but, uh, you know, I want to be here as, as long as yeah. they do. That's why I think I'm very unique in that. I think we all have an end point to where we go, hey, I want to coach here. And that's different for every coach. Yeah. You know, young coaches right now, it might be, hey, I want to coach at Duke someday, or I want to coach at Kansas someday, or I want to coach at, you know, University of Texas someday. I, I don't know what it is. You know, it may be Cedar Hill, you know, for, for high school coaches. It may be uh, Kimball, you know, and I, I don't know what people want go for. But for me, it was here. And, and I'm one of the unique people that, hey, I had this school in mind where I wanted to be. And I got here, you know, how many people say, hey, I want to coach at this school and they actually get to that school. And, and that's why I say this is such a unique story. Yeah. Yeah. That when you ask that question, I'm just like nothing. You know, there's nothing. I got a wife who uh, loves what I do, who allows me to do my job the way I want to do it. Uh, you know, my journey allowed me to meet her and, and uh, have an awesome son that I hope. I hope he likes basketball. I don't know. He's got two parents that like basketball, so I, you know, I don't know. He's right put now. that ball in. The, he is keep putting that ball in his hand. He'll be, be he'll be all right. No, but uh, you know, if you change something, does 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 the road lead to Angelo State with my wife? You know, yeah. that's who I wanted to lead here with because uh, she's a coach's wife. You know, and and I'll tell you, my I'm so thankful for her. I probably don't say it enough to her, but she's made a lot of sacrifices to be here with me. You know, and. I'm glad it's worked out for her. She wanted to stay in athletics. She's, you know, assistant AD for compliance here at Angelo State. So she's still in athletics, which is awesome uh, for me. But, you know, let's say we don't meet. Uh, what does her coaching career look like? Because obviously she was having way more success uh, than I was. <laughs> she's <laughs> uh, the best coach of the family. <laughs> that's it. So the sacrifices she made to allow me to do this. And, you know, it's who I wanted to be on this journey with. And yeah. So, this road has led me to here. And, and, uh, you know, that's why I said, I hope I'm here for 30 years, you know, and I want to be here for a long time. I've built a house, you know, and 
it's the house that her and I wanted. And, you know, it's where we want to be. It's where we want to raise our kid. And, you know, for me, that's why the journey has been so unique. And I go back to that is what coach do you know is at the place he actually wanted to be when he started down that path? Oh, yeah, that's the you're the first one. You're the first one who's been able to to say that. And a lot of coaches are very thankful where they are. But to say that they had a plan for that, you know, being at that place a long time ago. And and I, I thank you for sharing that. I, I think that is not that anybody's answer is wrong, but that is the answer. Right. Is that nothing? Because there, I tell my players all the time, like in basketball, as a young kid and a high school player and a college player, I, I have zero regrets. Um, I I feel like I maxed out or as uh, uh, one coach said, I gassed out, you know, like I met my potential there. But then in my early in my 20s, in my personal life, you know, I made a lot of mistakes and, and, and lived really poorly for a long time. But then, you know, around the age of 30, you know, dramatic shift, dramatic change in my life allowed me to meet my wife, Jana. And then. Uh, to get this job at Faith. And it's one of those deals where looking back, yeah, some of those times, would I love for situations to be different, decisions not to be made? Sure. But at the same time, no, I don't change anything because of where I'm sitting right now at the school I'm at, getting to do this talk with you. I mean, how do things change? And so I appreciate that answer. No, I, you know, and I'm a podcast guy, I was saying, and one of my favorite podcasts is uh, one that PJ Fleck is in. Oh, This AFCA uh, coaching uh, clinic that all the football coaches go to, and PJ Fleck speaks at it. And, you know, and, I, and I'm going to quote him on on part of what you said, because I just think, you know, and I try to, we all steal from everybody. That's the great thing about coaching, you know, is, is we all try to steal from, from everybody. But he says, uh, failing is growth. But failure is quit. And I, I thought that was profound, you know, yeah. because we've all failed. You know, I, I mean, we have all failed. I, I'm just telling you this right now. Uh, but have you grown from it? Yeah. Because you know, that's part of your journey. Failing is part of your journey. It's part of the growth to get to you uh, to where you're at. You know, if if you quit, that's when you would be a failure, you know, but you, you know, I use the term you just did. You power through, you know, and. Has it been a glorious ride and just the easiest ride for me? No. I mean, I was making zero dollars my first two years. You know, I, I went as a second year guy, as a volunteer GA. I, I was lucky we had a team mom that worked in the education department. She hired me to grade papers for some online classes. So I made 800 bucks a month and 400 bucks went to rent. I thought I was the richest guy in the world at the time, you know, uh, forgetting to do this. But it's, it hasn't been easy and it's not for a lot of coaches, you know, and I think you fail and I think you grow from it and I think you fail again and then you grow from it again. Uh, but you're never a failure until you quit from it, you know, until it actually knocks you down and you quit. You're never a failure and we're going to fail. Our kids are going to fail, you know, yeah. and they're going to fail in what we do. But are they growing? Are they becoming better men? Uh, you know, with what we do, um, we do a lot of unique things uh, in our program. Uh, you know, I do a, a class sign in sheet. And uh, our kids, uh, early, they don't like it, and they, they learn to love it. And their first class of the day, no matter what time it is, they have to sign in 15 minutes prior to their first class of the day, and they have to sign my door. And and you know I'm here. That's why I was here at 7.05 today, is I had a player that had an 8 a.m. class, so by at least by 7.45, he has to sign my door. 
but I want me to be the first guy that our players see every single day Hmm. because you played in college. How many times did you go to practice? And that was the only time you saw your coach for the day. (laughs) That was about every day. Yeah. So then on those days where he's mad and he's frustrated, that's your only taste of that person for the day. And I tell our recruits, you know, I'm going to be more than just a guy you see in practice. And so when we do this class signing sheet, one, it's to help them academically. I know they're awake. I know they're moving around. I know they're headed in the right direction for the day. You know, so they're headed to class. We have an academic board that has all their assignments on the board for the week. So when they come and sign in, they look at the board. They know what's coming up for the week so they can start getting their assignments done. But I started that because I had part-time assistants. I didn't have time to go check classes. I didn't have time. So I was like, how can I make them come to me? Yeah. And so I started this class sign-in sheet. Well, then it became it became so much more because my relationships grew even stronger with our kids because they're coming to my office every day. And guys that have class at, like our kid that had class at 8, he's in by 725 this morning. Doesn't have to be in until 745, but he's in at 725. So then he sits down. And we're just talking for 20 minutes before he's heading to class. Yeah. And that happens with our staff, with our players. That happens with me as they come in. And I think that's something unique that we do because I don't think a lot of programs do that. But I think with us, that relationship part, they're up here and they know, hey, we got someone in our corner with us. So when we do fail, we got people we can count on. Hmm. And I think that's important for young people, you know, for our players is – they're going to need help. And I don't know what it's going to be. It's not just going to be basketball for these guys. Right. Uh, I remember one of my first years, I had signed this uh, freshman out of Lakeview Centennial. And I was a young assistant. And uh, I love this kid. We still, he actually texts me today. We still talk. Uh, he's a women's basketball coach at Louisiana Tech now, assistant coach there on the girls' nice. side. And uh, so I remember he was with us and his dad died of a massive heart attack at the age of 42. And he was just getting back to where he was building a relationship with his dad again, because his mom is who he lived with. And when we did the in-home and everything, it was mom, it was mom. And he was just getting to know his dad and his dad dies of a heart attack at 42. (sighs) And this kid is a sophomore. We'd just gone through a hard freshman year with him. He was freshman of the year in the league, but it was just hard for him being away from home. And, And then boom, he gets hit with this. How, how are we equipped to handle this? You know, who's he lean on? Well, he leans on us, you know? And so my head coach and I are with him at like two in the morning, crying with him and being there for him. And, you know, we're the family there that's, that's with him in that scenario. Yeah. A lot of times, and I don't care what level it is of coaching, these kids lean on us as coaches and they have to know that we're more than just basketball coaches. They have to know that we're people in their lives that they can count on. And so what started off as something I did because I had part-time assistance has led to so much more in our program. And it's what allows me to be able to coach hard and not ever have to worry, is that kid going to walk out the door? I mean, I've had coaches ask me, hey, what do you do in your preseason? And I'll tell them sometimes some of the stuff that we do, and it's challenging. I want it to be challenging. And they'll go, are you not afraid someone's going to quit? And my answer is always no, because if they quit, I've got the wrong person in this program anyways. But I don't feel like they're going to quit because I think our coaches have a strong relationship with them outside of practice. And yeah. it started with something as simple as that class signing sheet. They get to see me 
whether it's five minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day outside of practice at a minimum every day like that. And it's just something that strengthened our, our program so much, you know, and it's something that I've stuck with ever since I was the head coach my very first year at Oklahoma City. You know, I've never went away from that. Um, now I'm at a place where I'm a little bit more spoiled. I have a bigger staff that can go out and do a lot more things. And and we're still doing it because I understood how much more came from that. Yeah. And, you know, I think when we talk about failure, um, you and I are talking about growth because I think that's where when we're talking about our journey to where we're at. Who was there for you when you were failing as a coach? You know, you called a mentor. You called somebody you leaned on. And I try to take it with our players. Who Who's going to be there for our players when they fail? Yeah. You know, do they trust you enough? Do they have the relationship enough that you're going to be their call, that you're going to be their text, that you're going to be their meeting if they walk in with you, that you can be the guy that helped them through failure? And, and I just think everyone's journey is so different uh, in this. And the real game is life. You know, it's not basketball, but everyone's journey is so different in the game of life that they got to understand that, hey, we're going to fail. We're going to, and that may be a loss. That may be a loss of a loved one. You know, that may be whatever. We can define it in a lot of different ways, but then do we grow from it? Do we learn from it? You know, and and whether it's a mistake that they made, whether it's a loss of someone, or how do you grow from it? How do you get better? And I think as coaches, when we've failed, when, what do you do when you lose a game? You're up all night, you're watching film, or you're up early the next day, you're watching film. What are you doing? You're trying to grow, you're trying to get better so you don't taste defeat again. But we're we're growing, you know, we're doing yeah. something growing. And so I, I do like I love that quote by PJ Fleck because of that, because I think it not just with sports, but it encompasses so much more with life is man, failing is growth, you know, and you're not a failure until you quit. And so I don't care if you win a lot of games or lose a lot of games, you're not a failure until you quit at this thing. You know, you quit on these kids, you know, you quit on your job, you quit on a marriage, whatever it might be. But, you know, what is failure? You know, and so I, I just I love that. I love that uh, podcast. It'd be one I suggest for you. I know you wrote my book down and uh, I love that book. I tell you, it's the only book I've read in the last probably five years. But uh, PJ Flex podcast is just uh, I think it it. it it did a lot for me as far as self-reflection, you know, some of the things he had to say in that is it, it, it did a lot. And I think if you you trust yourself and you're true to yourself, you know, those are the things that help you along the way as a coach get through some of those failures <clears throat> is trust in yourself. Because, man, I could have quit when we won 10 games at Northwestern. Yeah. But I took that team through COVID. I mean, I could have said, hey, maybe I'm I'm not cut out for this. You know, maybe I can't do this. And, and it's just not for me. Maybe I'm not a good enough coach. Uh, but instead, you know, what do I do? I mean, I started looking for different things. I read a book. I was looking for different ideas. I was growing. I was learning as a coach. That helped me have the season to get to here, you know. And and Brad Franz, who's the athletic director there at Northwestern, I told you he took a chance on me to go to Northwestern. And I didn't want to fail him. You know, I wanted to work my tail off for him. and. He helped me, and he's a reason I'm here. And Jim Abbott, my AD at Oklahoma City, is a reason why I'm here. Uh, you know, and I go all the way back, and you look at all the people that's helped you along the way. They've not just helped you get to where you're at. They've helped you grow and become the person you are today. And so I still talk to, you know, I talked to Brad Franz last night for 
40 minutes and I'm not even working for him anymore, you know, because nice. he became a closer friend when I left uh, Northwestern. And so, you know, it's just been awesome. I've worked for great administrators. Uh, when I worked at Oklahoma City, uh, because of traffic, I lived in Edmond and I, I got there at 715 every day. I had to leave at 645 to get there. There was two people at work every day and it was Jim Abbott and Kelly Perry. Jim Abbott was our athletic director. Kelly Perry is our associate AD. When I got to Northwestern and I'm, I'm doing the same thing there, I'm there early every morning. There's one guy there and it's Brad Franz, our athletic director. When I get to work at Angelo State, the guy that's here at 8 a.m. or before every morning is James Reed, our athletic director. And so I've been fortunate. I've worked at places where the people I work for work just as hard. Yeah. That's why the athletic departments I've been fortunate enough to work for have had the success that they've had. You know, it hasn't been me, I promise you. It does not have anything to do. We've had good administrators, players, staff, and I've just been really fortunate in this thing. And and it's just it's been a fun ride. I'll tell you that right now. It's been a very fun ride for me. And you know, I'm hoping it's something I can continue to do for a very long time. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.